whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars. Here we go. Vegas Hockey Hall on AM 1400 KSHP. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. My hockey Twitter. The kids are coming. My hockey Twitter's blowing up, Brian. Unfortunately, it's nothing to do with hockey. What's up? Norm McDonald. Yeah, man. That stinks. It does. Norm McDonald, 61, I guess, was battling cancer. Nobody knew about it. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit on Sportsbook Radio. Of all things, I mean, through the pandemic, I don't know, like the goofy things you end up finding yourself doing. I mean, it was mostly the first year, right? When we were kind of right. we're home, binge-watching shows. What was I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, 30 Rock, and stuff like that, where it's like, like enough, you know. I was like, and then you'd get to the point. That what's different? And be out on the patio, and I don't know why. Out of nowhere, I, I typed in Norm McDonald on YouTube, and I bet you, I probably watched hours of stuff of him, and would just sit out there and laugh. You yeah. know, on Letterman, Conan O'Brien. Um, I, I'm telling you, on Saturday Night Live when he did the news, mm-hmm. he was great, he was. and he was so irreverent and funny, and I think. The best, the best there there'd been. I mean, what start with Chevy Chase, right? Um, uh, what's his name? Dennis. Oh, Leary. No, no, no. Miller. Dennis Miller. Miller. It, was, it was good. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he good. was real good. Yeah, and, uh, but it, I thought I thought Norm Macdonald was so good that it was like his timing was great. Yes. but he was irreverent. Yeah, and 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 uh, dry. Uh, which I like. I, I I think I have a dry sense of humor. I don't. I don't know. I, I I really liked him. And and at times, as I as I said when we were talking about him earlier, he he reminded me of um, of of Johnny Carson, where he would tell a joke, but not want it to be not not uh, not want it to go off well. So then he could play off of that, and he was so good at playing off of that. On, on Saturday Night Live. Anyway, just, just really, really good. I, I will never forget. I did the same as you uh, during the pandemic. I would go on YouTube, type in his name, and uh, Conan O'Brien and, and Letterman. And there was one Conan O'Brien. Um, Courtney, Courtney Thorne Smith had a movie coming out. I don't. Oh, Chairman of the Board? I think it was Chairman of the Board uh, was the name of the movie. And he was ripping. McDonald was, had, had been the guest previous. And so she comes out, and so he's sitting on the couch now, and she's in the chair. And he's just ripping on her and ripping on the movie, and not, not personal, but and she was laughing too. It, I, my side hurt, Brian. He was so funny. Well, I mean, if you remember, it was a lot of the stuff he was doing was during the O.J. thing. Right, yes. Oh, I mean, I mean, he destroyed O.J. <laughs> he did. Every week. He did. Was. If, I mean, he, he, the guy, he was just hysterical. Yeah, he, he was. It's, it's uh, a lot of funny people in Canada. Yeah, there are, including uh, our friend Cam Stewart. Um, but it's a sad loss. I, I, when I first saw that this morning, 
Uh, my heart really did physically sink. We were on the air. I mean, you yeah. handed the phone across to me that you had just seen that, and like, good gravy. I mean, yeah. you know, oh well. It's it sucks getting old. I mean, I know. We, I mean, we, I mean, we're getting old. I mean, it's just, I you know. know well, don't answer the phone. No, well, and, and it's the same thing, right? All, all the all the guys that I watched play sports, be it you know baseball, football, whatever, hockey, um, you know. Unfortunately, it seems like daily or weekly now one of them is passing away, and it's it's tough. But but again, uh, we're getting older. It kind of comes with the territory. So the Golden Knights, the rookie deal. You know, they show up over at City National tomorrow. There will be a rookie practice on Thursday, and then they hit the bricks. They go to Arizona. What 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 time Thursday? Does it say there? Practice ten forty five. Okay. I my best guess would be right. The, these that would of all the things. I mean, we've given up a lot. Yeah. Right. Everybody's life's been altered. Mm-hmm. That's actually from a hockey perspective. One thing that's been lost that was actually really something special. Yeah. Were fans going to the practices? Right. I mean, it was insane. I mean, 400, 500 people sitting there chanting, go Knights, going, or going around pylons. (laughs) I I loved watching practice. I I mean, you you get to know the players, uh, you know, intimately, not, you know, face-to-face, but but, but you get to know their moves, and and then you look for that in a game. And, and, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really loved going over to City National. Uh, every morning for an hour. It was a lot of fun. That's gone right now. Huh. How about this for, like, this just popping in the cavernous space between my ears. When we talk about, at times we watch this team and feel like the, the joy that we had experienced and, you know, and the fun it looked like they were having... Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's not a big part of it, that these guys would go out and practice and fans were there and they were kind of, you know, I mean, doing their serious work but clowning around having some fun and that interaction with the fans. I wonder, hmm, I wonder if how the pandemic has affected every one of us. I feel fortunate. Wait till you hear this one. We've all got our family you know, that helps you get through stuff. I've had you, my friend. Uh-huh. And I, I, and I'm not being, I mean, I'm not trying to be smarmy. We had the good fortune, even through the depths of the thing, that we were able to come to the radio station and yeah. we, we got through it. You know, I mean, we were fortunate in that regard. Absolutely. But yeah. you think about the players and, you know, I mean, it's easy for us. We sit there and analyze every little thing they do. You know, how has this thing affected them as people? I mean, this has affected everybody. Right. You know, it's easy for us to say what they do right, what they do wrong. You know. I, I, th- I think it's a good point. I, I, we have talked about, you know, year one to now. Um, it, it's different. I, it, it's, it has become more of a business, right? The, the, um, they, they, are, they are trying to win a cup now more than ever. It, it, the... Um, how do you the pressure, the anvil on the shoulder is getting a little heavier, I think, um, in regard to that. So, so some huh. of the so I think some of the fun is lost there. But is, I think, is some I think of the fun lost point. because of expectations. Yeah, I think so. 
I, th- I, I, I think, uh, yes. I mean, it's not like they're out there pouting. No. You're miserable. You know, when we but, say this stuff. But year one you was free and like, easy. Give it a rest. Right? And like, well, I don't know. I mean, it's to me, demeanor-wise, you know, they're, they're hockey players. They're out there. They're doing their thing. I mean, they still clown around like with Flurry yeah. at practice and, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was just like a, it's a collective overview kind of thing. But I, I think there's a lot of, you know, it's just like the other day. And then, again, I'm not like. You know, I, I felt like I didn't want it to be that I was coming at you. No, no, no. But on the Elvenes kid, that they're kids. And on top of it, you know, now these are young guys developing through a pandemic. I, you know, maybe we should all collectively. I mean, when they're playing games and you're sitting there going, that was a bad pinch. That was this. That was. It's like when we try to read the tea leaves. And get between somebody's ears, you know. I can barely figure out what I'm doing every day. Well, I, I, I just think it is, it's so, we, and, and we've talked about that, it's so different now from year one. Again, year one, free and easy. No the expectations were not there. Now there are expectations. It's not free and easy. There, there's, there's pressure uh, here. Um, and and we've, we've lost, we've lost, uh, we the Knights have lost the people that kept it light in the locker room. Taught you well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I, God, I, I, That's all right. I forget. Anyway. Um, but, you know, the only reason you do it is because you, I didn't even give you the, I didn't even give you the, the Google AI. No, no, no. But I, but I, I also try not to. I, I know I'm not supposed to do that. And it just sneaks in there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, Flurry's gone. Uh, Schmidt is gone. Reeves is gone. Uh, Brad Hunt. You know, you know who you wouldn't think this, but who I heard was was a big card in the locker room with practical jokes and and, and kept the room loose was Holden. Oh yeah, Holden. I I remember one time Flurry doing an interview like between periods, and and I found out someone was throwing paper wads at him while he's on live on air. It was Holden. Was it? A, I think I remember that. Was it a post game thing or an intermission thing? I think it was an intermission was, thing. And and Stormy Bonnet was he, was, was he sitting at the podium? I think he I think he was standing in a microphone. Okay, then that's different. There, there, I, then there was another one when Flurry was sitting at, in the Zoom world. Okay, you know, at the table after yeah. a game, and yeah, somebody was throwing stuff at. Okay, him. so so anyway, so so hold. That sound, so, this stuff sounds like nothing, right? But it's not. Nothing. No, it it makes a difference. You you want again? There is a lot of pressure and expectations on this team now. You cannot survive with with having that anvil on your shoulders twenty four seven. You have got to have guys in the locker room that that loosen that place up and allow you to play hockey the way hockey should be again, played. Okay, we've been dealing with the pandemic now for two years, so throw all this stuff out. But I mean, I remember like Lindy Ruff with the Sabers. 16 years, I believe, was ended up being the number. Okay. Well, they were one of the first. Trots and, and the Sabres was the the dad's trip. Okay. We we document that. It didn't matter what the team was, how good they were. Right. Those teams played like played men possessed yep. on the dad's trip. That's an intangible thing. Yep. I mean, well, what's different tonight? Their dads are in the stands. Right. But Lindy Ruff would do stuff. Whenever they go to Washington – Scrap and practice, team deal, let's go. And they go around 
to the Washington Monument or the Jefferson Memorial. or the, He would do this like five, six times a year. Scrap practice. And they're like, hey! And, but they'd take the team and go do something. Okay. You know, we talk about going on the road and bonding on a, on a long road trip. Right. Like When you're struggling sometimes, getting out of here. But going on the road is the best thing that could ever happen. You're bonding. I mean, these are things. It's, I got your back on the ice. Um, guys, and they find little find the little thing that can snap a guy out of a slump. Again, the coach, collectively, the group. I mean, you, you know, you have to be part Doctor Phil. You know, n- right. not that you're babysitting because they're professionals, mm-hmm. but you do have coaches. You, that's not the case here, but on a team that's like stacked with twenty and twenty one year old kids, it's like slap shot. Hey, they brought their toys. Yeah. That's the other difference here, Brian. Gallant to DeBoer. And I'm not taking shots at Gallant. He wins hockey games. But he is a different person than is uh, Gerard Gallant. So I I think the players kind of enjoyed a little bit more playing uh, for Gallant. DeBoer does not have that personality. It's He's... Again, I don't want to take shots at him, but his locker room is not going to be as free and easy as Gerard Gallant's locker room was. Well, I mean, listen, everybody does things differently. It was funny. The one, the first year was such a nut bar thing. But with Gallant, never once. I don't remember him doing it once. And then DeBoer, there, he's a new guy. Here he is. During a practice... Calls him over in a semicircle, and the grease board is on the glass. Right. I, I, no, I, I remember that. Uh, it, it, hap- it happened occasionally. I, the, the board just has – I don't know how to phrase this. I, 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 the first thing that came into mind was, was like an edge. It's, it's, not, it's not an edge. He's, he's, just, he, he's just more rigid, I think. And, and that's fine. You, there, there are coaches who are rigid and, and, and get results. Um, DeBoer is a little more open um, to dealing with players one-on-one and to letting players have a little more freedom um, in, in what they do on and off ice um, than is DeBoer. So now, so now when you have that, again, the, the, the players are going to be a little more tight. And you, don't, you have to be careful. You don't want to be too tight. You, you want to be purposeful. You, you, you want to you play with a, with a certain demeanor and professionalism to get the job done. But if you're too tight, you can't get the job done. If, 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 I mean, if you're so wrapped up in whatever you know, is going on around you or, or, or the game, then, then you really can't play hockey. Hey, we're stoked. we got a good friend of the program. We love to help him out on occasion on his fine show, Josh Brewster at Duck Calls 93. Does a great job on the uh, Anaheim Ducks postgame show, and it's that time of year where we're going to be starting to go all around the league and bringing our friends in. And um, Golden Knights have a game October 29th with the Ducks. We'll be doing stuff with Josh on his show, but he's kind enough to join us for a few minutes. Josh, how's the off season, bud? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Brian. Just uh, trying to uh, feel normal again whenever possible, and uh, you know, uh, hoping we all get through this uh, craziness uh, sooner than later. And keeps going on and on, and I hope we. Uh, 
come to some kind of conclusion. That's really my hope for all humanity. Amen. You know, the funny thing is we were just having that discussion yesterday with, you know, the draft and free agency and trades and all the things we always talk about. And yesterday we're getting close to the start of the the rookie thing and all that stuff. But it hit, hit me like an anvil yesterday and we were talking about it. 82 games, Josh. I mean, we're going to be back to the point where these guys are going on four-game road trips. They're going to be playing three and four after the Olympic break, a compacted schedule. 82 games. It's going to be interesting to see how these teams manage this. Yeah, and we need a dose of uh, normalcy with uh, full buildings. And uh, look, you know, you'll uh, look. We'll get back to normal. 82 games, and you'll find out who's uh, who's really got it and who doesn't. And I'll tell you what, I. I don't think the fifty, what was it, fifty-six game sample, uh, you know, it told us some things. But it'll be great because I just can't watch another game from anywhere with, with nobody in the stands, and uh, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to, especially for the younger kids who, uh, who had to miss time in the OHL, and that hampers their development, or maybe they're playing high school. So uh, I'm really looking forward to a nice, robust NHL. And you got to be really stoked there with some of the young kids that are coming in, you know, highlighted by Zegris. But, I mean, it's going to be fun. This is an Anaheim team. At some point, you got to turn a corner, get Slavs back for another year, but you got to start passing that torch. So we'll see what the, the kids – Comtois was fun to watch last year. Can't wait to see what Zegris does. Well, I'll tell you what. I think there's, there's a two-tier system here, and it's basically the kids who we know are going to be worth making a long-term investment in and some kids who are uh, who need to show us who they are right now. Sam Steele, Isaac Lundstrom, uh, I could name some others, Max Jones. They, they, well, maybe less Max Jones. They need to show us who they are right now. And it needs to pop this year for sure. And then you've got Max Comtois, and you've got, I would add Troy Terry to the show me what you got list. But then you have another tier that's higher, and you have Max Comtois, Trevor Zegers, and Jamie Drysdale. Players like, for, for instance, let's say you've got the Jack Eichel trade on the phone, and let's just assume that they're going to ask for Drysdale or Zegras, uh, and you're going to say no because you're so high on those kids no matter what they do. You know, that's a different tier. So the, then, the, then the third prong here in the Ducks' offensive situation is that their veterans all went south last year. Uh, they didn't look good at times. Like the Kings have... Kopitar is still going and Brown's still going. None of our veterans did, did much of anything. So you have three prongs. One is the, the elite kids, then the second-tier kids who need to prove what they've got, and then you've got the veterans who absolutely all, all need to look in the mirror and be, be twice as good. Hey, Josh, so is that true? Anaheim was never going to do uh, the deal for Eichel? Because I've I, I got to tell you, I feel the way that you feel. When, when, you, when you've got three young guys like that with that much talent, I'd rather build yeah. around them than, than, than trade for yeah. trade for an Eichel who yeah. who is a superstar. But then you bring him in. There's no one around him, you know, to go. For. I, I would rather go stick with you know your Drivesdales and your Comtois and and your Zegerses and and build around them. Yeah. Well, this is look. This is just me with my little crystal ball here. Uh, I'm not operating on inside information, but I can tell you that you know that's why they that's how they look at guys like Drivesdale and Zegers. I believe. I think that's what's going on. Now, you also, with the Eichel situation, you've got the neck issue. You know what I mean? Like, for yes. instance, if you wanted to make a play for Johnny Gaudreau, for example, 
um, you, you don't have this, this injury situation looming, right? right? But with a guy like Eichel, you do. So that's coloring things. But I guess what I'm saying is that the, the Ducks have three, two, for sure, Zegris and Drysdale, for sure, who I don't see them parting with for, any, for anything and, um, because they think they really got something. But, you know, again, doubling back, it's, look, if, if Getzlaff's going to get what he gets for what looks like his final kick at the can, and he's getting decent money for it. Uh, you know, it, 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 Adam Henrique, it, it's got to come. Ricard Raquel, it's been a long time since you were pumping the puck in the net. And I'm not even saying the effort's not there. But the, the veterans really have got to show themselves, or, or Bob Murray's got uh, a big problem on his hands because it, it'll be have to be a complete face facelift at that point. Hey, we're excited the rookie camp and, you know, to see what the young guys can do. And I'm curious for the draft, it was like there was one and two, There, you know, I guess power actually, maybe it was just one. Power was the real consensus number one. I think you know, Berniers was most everybody's number two. But there were a lot of people said the two through nine or even if Berniers did go to three through nine, a lot of really good young players and who knows who goes where. But Murray seemed to go a little bit off the board. What did you garner of this, the McTavish kid that he took from Peterborough that went up to number three? What kind of feedback have you been getting on that? Well, evidently, uh, what you can see is that the kid can really shoot, and he's got some heft, and he's a center. And so, you know, not seeing these guys on a regular basis, now and then we pick things up on NHL Network. But, uh, you know, from what, I'm, from what I'm getting, it's, um, you know, Bob Murray always likes a little bit of heft, uh, for better or for worse. And evidently, and this is a, this is a, uh, a kid who's, who's built pretty solid, and he's got some growing to do, and he's already 207 pounds, 6'1". So uh, what I see from him on reels that I watch, I see, I see a kid who, who can shoot and, and be confident in his shooting, whether that translates up a level, we'll see. I think what will happen is he'll get a cup of coffee, he'll get you know seven or eight games, whatever, nine games, and, and they'll send him back. But I think they'll give him a cup of coffee because I think Bob Murray's reasoning was reset last year because Jamie Drysdale had no OHL to go to, uh, no junior hockey that is to go to. And so he found out that, that you know the 18-year-old could really bring it. And he's seen 18-year-olds bring it before, but – you know he's loath to bring up anybody that age, so other than for a cup of coffee. So you know the Drysdale thing might have changed things. And if this if this is a kid who can come in, Mason McDavish, if he can come in and he can just go gangbusters, maybe he gets more of a look. I doubt they burn a year, but uh, hey, you know what? Look, if if you like what you like, your scouts say this is the guy. Sometimes guys move up a few spots. You remember when Cam Fowler fell a few spots years ago? Uh, hey, it's just you know. After the first couple picks, it does seem that way, and it does seem that way pretty regularly in the NHL after the first two or three picks. Josh Brewster, kind enough to join us. I appreciate you making a few minutes, Josh. And, you know, I'll just ask you one more here for the road, and we'll certainly call on each other. Can't wait for the season to commence again. Does a great job on the Ducks broadcast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at this Pacific Division. And I think the consensus is the weakest division in the league. And people say, okay, Vegas and Edmonton. Uh, and then after that, you know, throw you some darts. We got Seattle coming in. Personally, I think people are making a mistake overlooking Vancouver. I think Demko and Halak yeah. 
I think I think there's some real talent on that Vancouver team. Personally, I like them better than Edmonton. But what do you make of the division? Well, you know, it's interesting you start with Vancouver because I think I I think I I heard a gasp when I I went on Vancouver radio recently, and and they're not real pumped. You know, they're not too. Pumped what are they up. missing? And I, you know, and I'm I'm because I I like this club, and uh, I I something tells me that. Uh, this is going to be a club that's paid off, uh, that will be paid off for sticking with the coach uh, and, 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 and building something. I, you know, last season, when you start and, and you have your off, your 56 games, everything's off, you're playing in this one division. Uh, in that regard, to double back to your first question, I'm not putting that much faith in it, although I do think that the teams that rose to the, to the top have a good likelihood of rising to the top again this year. But Set, set that aside. You've got you've got Brock Besser. You've you're, you know you're going to have Patterson. You you've got some guys who can play. And and I for some reason I just like uh, I like the Vancouver Canucks more than most. So I'm going to say that they might be more more than just a bubble club. Like you know maybe Thatcher Demko really comes along and uh, Braden Holpe gets his game back. But I, I like this club and I'm 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 with you right there. I like to. Uh, I like Tyler Myers there, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what they can do. I don't think we count them out. Uh, give, give me th- give me thirty seconds on Seattle. I, I, I appreciate you jumping okay. on. I'll let you go. Well, I, they're intriguing. You know, I mean, it's an expansion team. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't. I think any expectation that's what happened in Vegas is going to be what happens with the with the Seattle crack, and I think that's. That's mistaken. I think there's there's a lot of things that uh, were very smartly done and that can't be bottled again. Uh, but we we will see. Uh, I like I like the Seattle Kraken. I think that they're uh, you know like you're you're starting off with Mark Giordano. I think that uh, Giordano is a, a real good guy uh, to to build your club around, uh, even you know in the in the short term. And I, I think that they're you know Ron Francis. Uh, I think he proved his medal. I think he's ready to manage uh, and, 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 and take, take the reins there. And I think everybody's pumped. And uh, I, I think the Seattle Kraken are, are going to give – they're certainly, certainly not uh, – I don't think they're a cellar dweller. I think that the Ducks are going to have to dig their way out. Uh, and, I don't, and I think that the Seattle Kraken will put up some, some competition for them. Josh, always good to hear your voice, pal. Tell the folks when the season gets going how they can catch all the good stuff you're doing. Okay, uh, at DuckCalls93 is my Twitter. Uh, I'll post information about the show. The show is on AM830, and you can listen to it uh, online anytime you want. But it's AM830, it's the Ducks flagship station. Tune in for the game. Tune in after the game, and you'll hear me. Uh, but I'm out there, and I would love to hear from uh, Vegas sports fans anytime. So you're always welcome to call. I will get you on there for sure on AM830. Awesome, bud. Thank you, Josh. It was great to hear your voice again. Likewise, Brian. Hey, go Bills. Yeah, yeah. Well, this week, they better show up this week, man. I'll tell you. We'll see, We'll see, buddy. Okay, buddy. All right, kid. Josh Brewster. The the Buffalo connection is out there. Yeah, yeah. Real real quick, out of the NFL, Brian, the Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy, on IR now. So that means at least three weeks that he will miss. Still calling that a high ankle sprain? Still calling it a high ankle, yep. The Fitzpatrick thing, the hip, yeesh. Yeah, yeah, not good. So I was going to ask him. We, we, hey, let we me real quick. Yeah. I'm just on the injury thing. Yeah. So this news of the Saints today. Mm-hmm. 
Six coaches, a nutritionist, and a player. Yeah. What does that mean to hockey? You know what I mean? I mean, this stuff is it, its still a thing. Yes, it is a thing, Brian. Well, look, we, we've had not, not the outbreaks that we had like in college football last year, um, but in, in baseball, uh, the, the, the Houston Astros had an issue for a while, Texas Rangers, New York Yankees. So, so you have to assume that this thing is not done, and there's going to be some issues in football, both, both pro and college, and there's going to be some issues with the hockey teams. Now, I don't think we're going to see Vancouver Canuck issues again this year, but, but there will be some guys miss some games, and you may have multiple guys who are important to a team uh, miss games at once and, and affect the outcome of the season for that team. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I think that is extremely possible yet, unfortunately. So the kids are off to Arizona after a practice. They, uh, Friday, they play at the Yellow Worm Arena. <laughs> okay. Does that work for you? Yeah, you know yeah, that's fine I, with me. Is that all right? You know it, what I mean? It, it's better than Gila. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that. But I said, nah. That would be it's well, that would be a Norm McDonald thing. It's a, a joke for one. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Friday, uh, Arizona practice Saturday game Sunday with the Sharks game Monday with the Kings. So, and these kids got to get some good work in. And if you look around the internet, you'll be able to find most of those games somewhere. Uh, you know, the, the Kings game may be on the Kings website. Um, you know, the, I'm sure that uh, the Knights will have uh, one or two of those games on their website. Look on the Arizona website. Um, you'll be able to find these games on the internet. I was talking to Ken Bolge this morning. Um, I think the Friday night game is for sure accessible. Okay. Uh, on the internet, and then, you know, you might have to be uh, stapling antennas to your forehead. You, you'll be able to find at least two of them, pro- prob- probably three. Yeah, it's like you'll be able to find them. Remember the movie Scrooged, Bill yes. Murray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staple, stapling the antlers on the mouses. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, guess what? Mike's on the line. We always appreciate his phone calls. Hello, Michael. Well, we appreciate being here. Uh, Scrooge and Yellow Worm all in one show. That's amazing. There you go. And, and <laughs> we, still, on top hey, of we still got 12 minutes left. Oh, yeah. I'll try to get out of the way so you can make some more. But, <laughs> uh, you know, some of us, and there's not a lot of us, I'm speaking for about, I don't know, maybe 200 really loyal fans. And I mean super loyal fans. Uh, we attend every practice. Not just some practices. We attend every practice. So tell care. me, do me a favor. What what is it about that? Because it really is a unique thing that was going on here. I mean, it's, it's almost like, man, okay, I get it. I mean, I've been to a thousand hockey practices. It's not the worst thing in the world to do. I don't know that I find it the most. You know, highly entertaining thing to do either. <laughs> what, what, what is it about that? That was there a camaraderie? As much as it was watching the guys, was there a camaraderie in the bleachers too? Yes. Oh, heavens, yes. I first of all, I bring my golden retriever to every practice, so I'm already a magnet when I get there. 
So everybody, and I would love to have you guys come up and say hi sometime. I'm the guy in the second row with the golden retriever. Yeah, well, you'll be easy so, to spot. <laughs> it's hard to miss me, that's for sure. <laughs> but but the kids from third grade, you know, school come by the hundreds, like maybe in, on some occasions they get a homeroom. Those were fun. Those were fun. They would have the little class trips that they'd sit at the far end. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and yeah, they would just they would light the place up, and then there were the kids who banged on the glass, and they were annoying as heck. But you know, it is what it is. That was normally on a Saturday or a Sunday. But when you went there, the last time I went to a practice was March the eleventh. There were twenty of us at practice. The guys were about to head to Minnesota, and little did we know that that was going to be it. And we were we were just astonished that it had developed into this. My point is, and this is really the point, I have begged the people at City National to give me some information about 2021. And they, they, you got, they have no idea, Mike. I mean, they're, they're well, still... Okay, they're, but, no, I'm just telling you about it. I mean, they're, they're trying to sort out all kinds of things. Like if, for starters, the thing with the rookies is closed. Uh, the practice right. is closed. They're starting to sort out, are players going to be doing Zoom interviews? Or does, is anybody getting anywhere near these guys in a locker room? There, there's, a, there's a million things they're trying to figure out. I'm not, I'm not okay, defending them, but other, at some point they've got to get the word out. Well, if every college football program and the, and the Golden Knights themselves have already issued their mandates, then why can't we issue one for 600 capacity at City National Arena, how hard is that to do? I, I, I wonder if the league's not involved. If 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 uh, Batman, why would the league care about that? Why would the league give a hoot about that? It's it's perception, Mike. They they uh, they, they they want. Do you them. do you think there's been any seriously, Mike? I mean, we're talking hockey. Has common sense? been part of this equation for two <laughs> years? I mean, not just in hockey, in every walk of life, and, and, and the goalposts keep moving. Uh, uh-huh. in a way, I don't know. I mean, what are they supposed to do? I'm not in the business, I'm not in the business of defending them, but, I mean, you know, one day well, to the next, we don't know what the hell's going on. No, I know, and you guys have it made. I used to it myself. I used to have the press pass and the whole bit, but... In those days, I mean, you didn't think about pandemics. But you guys can come and go through City National or T-Mobile, and you don't care. And I understand that. And you've earned that right. But for those of us who cannot go to a game, who just simply cannot pay the price mm-hmm. to go to a game, we we live and die with practice. It's what we live for. And that, there doesn't seem to be any logical reason left, including an NHL mandate on what? On City National Arena? Well, I mean, again, I mean, I know, but with City National, then I don't know the answer for you, man. But, I mean, what do you do? What kind of capacity? Did, did you let, let everybody come in and go bananas? Do you limit it to 100 people? Then you got an issue outside, people clamoring and fighting to get in. It, it, we've it, done it, that. We, a, I know, no, but it's a big dog and pony show. And and if you have to wear masks, then everybody has to wear masks. Or I don't care what their mandate is. Just make one. But don't say you can't come in because we don't know. Or we blame the NHL, which is what they're saying now. God bless them. I love the people at City National. I really do. 
But when they keep telling me that it's an NHL problem and they can't answer for them, that's just not true. I'm sorry, that can't be true anymore. I, I get it, Mike, but you're sitting, you're sitting here, you know, I, what they'll ultimately decide at some point, they'll have to address this. But you're sitting here yeah. with, and again, what's right, what's wrong? You know, you all, you know, have your beliefs one way or the other, but, you know, you got people going to a football game last night and anybody walked up, got a shot at the last minutes, running around with a yellow wristband on. Hey, look at him, <laughs> right? Now you got the hockey team saying you don't need that. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no level playing field here. This thing is, this is, it's a dog's breakfast. It isn't. It isn't a level playing field. But we had to. I had to get that out of my system and vent a little bit because there are several hundred of us who are affected. I I think it's it's you know it's a reasonable. Hey, you 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 voiced your concern. I, I. I hear you. Um, it, it's amazing. I mean, we just talked about all the things we've given up, Stevie. Yeah. There are people like Mike, and those, that's that's their joy. All right. They can go. Honestly, if, I mean, I can kind of see it. They get to go and be up close and personal. Oh, by the way, he brought up the dollars. You know, I mean, you want some guy wants to take his 10-year-old kid to a hockey game, that's a $250 night. Cor- correct. I, I, I can't afford that either. And and I when when my schedule permitted me, to go over to City National in the morning and watch practice, I did that. I, I was there every chance uh, that, that I that I could do. When I kept I had going the time. to practice because Dave Shane owes me money. Well, and that's and that's another reason why I went is to talk to the other guys that covered Not the team. I, I would learn things. It's good to learn stuff. So 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 again, I, I enjoyed watching practice. I, I would love to be there for every practice. Right now, it's. it's Apparently not possible. I I don't know what the rules are, Brian. They, as you said, they keep changing on a daily basis, so I have no idea uh, what the protocols are. At, well, I mean, at, at I mean, mean the, the, the joint holds on a sheet of ice, or the the one rink. What what's our best guess? Eight, seven, seven hundred, seven hundred. Okay, maybe I was going to say five. Well, okay, I don't but know. then they they had this the you know large event thing, Governor Sisolak's thing was crowds of four thousand or more. So I guess it doesn't qualify as that. No, it's, I no, that's not over four thousand. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. You, I, I don't know how to. You know. I, I, I'm 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 with Mike. I feel for Mike. I again, I would like to go every day, but if they tell me I can't, I can't. And I, there's I mean, the irony of this. And I've told this before, and I meant this with all sincerity. They're worried about us. I was worried about them. I was worried about them before there was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. I, I, I get Hockey that. locker rooms are Petri dishes. Oh, so any locker room, it used to be, I, and, I, and I think the trainers have figured out a way to get around this somehow. I don't know what they're giving the athletes anymore. But do you remember NBA, NBA teams and hockey teams in particular, but probably the other two sports too, when someone got the flu, everybody got the flu. Because they're all in the same locker room. Oh, hockey was notorious for that. Yeah. Now that doesn't happen as much anymore. So I, I, Because, I mean, the, the other thing with hockey, you're traveling from cold weather locations to okay. Florida and okay. Dallas or right. Nashville. That makes sense. I mean, no. I mean, the, the Northeast teams would go to Florida. It was an annual thing. Okay. Right. Hey, what, what time are the Bruins getting the flu? Yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah, and and then and then again, everybody on the team gets it because you're all in the same locker room. You're staying in the same hotel rooms. You're on the plane. Yeah, yeah, all that. 
So, um, you know, that, that's the way it goes. I got, I got one more NFLer for you, Brian. That Another keeps coming one? in. So, Mostert, the running back for the 49ers. Oh, IR, season-ending surgery. Season-ending surgery. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, he's done. Week one, Brian. Guys are done. I've, I've... Guys were done in camp. Yeah. I mean, look at the Ravens. Lost two starters in practice. You're right. I, I just. I, I mean, it's. I, listen, it's bad enough when anybody gets hurt. But you want to vomit when they're getting hurt in practice or in a preseason game. Yeah. You know? And that's why, like, Mike Harrington just texted me. I was trying to touch base with him. By the way, uh, you know, he's a great guest, good friend. At by M. Harrington on Twitter. Yep. He wrote an article today, his inside the NHL article in the Buffalo News, which at some point, I mean, he, they're getting ready to start their rookie thing, but I want to get him on about this. But he wrote a really good article about really the cons of the Olympics. The pros and cons are the players want, the pros are the hockey's great, mm-hmm. the cons are it's a nightmare. And for many, many reasons, things that, you know, the owners don't want guys to go get hurt. Right. They're derailing the season. Right. We should look at the Golden Knights schedule. I don't know how how long they're away from T-Mobile. We'll, we'll get that. But in his article, he said the Sabres don't play a game from in January, into January till March because there's the three-week All-Star break, the Olympic break. They come back and go on a road trip. <laughs> you can't five weeks without a home game in a market. It's insanity. And then the compacted schedule on the back end of it. And the other thing that was really good in the article, I had never thought of it this way. Uh, He was talking about a radio appearance he was doing up in Toronto. I think it was Bob McCown. That the Olympics are the best 150 players in the world. Bigger sheet of ice. The games are unbelievable. Then you come back to the NHL games. And it's the top 700 players in the world. So the high-end quality of the Olympics actually denigrates the NHL in terms of the quality of games. I don't, you know, when you're in a pennant race or a playoff race, I don't know that it's necessarily true. But it's an interesting thought. Here's the question I would have for you. In previous Olympics, when they come back, they they get a a, a three days a week. To, 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 to warm yeah, up and some, practice like that. and then get but, back. Yeah, but then they, but, they cram the all-star break into this, too. Have, have you noticed previous guys who, who don't go to the Olympics, right? So they're sitting around for three weeks. Rink rust. Uh, and injuries. Have you noticed injuries coming back immediately or not so much? Guys pulling hamstrings it, or groins? It wouldn't shock me. I just I I have I'm trying to think back and I don't remember a rash of them off the top of my head, but it wouldn't surprise me if we saw that. So the Golden Knights play Tuesday, February first. Okay. Sabres. And then they come back and they're actually on the road at Arizona. So they're next but then it's back to back nights. So they play February 1st, the Sabres, and then their next home game would be February 26th against Colorado. So, yeah, I mean, Vegas, I mean, 
compared to other teams, yeah. it's not as long as others. No, it's not bad. I, I, again, I, no, I'm not going to say <laughs> Oh, knock yourself out. <laughs> Do you get yourself in trouble? Yeah. Oh, don't say it. Yeah, okay. It's, I only have 20, I only have 40 seconds to dig you out of the ditch. It's, it's been a nice hour, a fun day today, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for having you me. You put in. a smiley face on it? <laughs> yeah. You put lipstick on that face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks to Josh Brewster. That was wonderful. That was great. All right, good stuff. Uh, Ken Bolke is going to be swinging by tomorrow. Thursday, we're over at the Superbook at the Westgate. Don't forget, Taylor Herbs, you got the Raiders game day giveaway. John Smith subs. It's a Tuesday. Buy one sub, get one free. Oasis, 49.55 South Decatur. The great gaming promotions, the Monday Night Maniac parties for Monday Night Football. The kids are coming. They're getting on the ice, and we are ready to really dive in and start talking hockey on Vegas Hockey Island. Thanks. Stevie Slapshot, great job as always. I'm Brian Blessing. Thanks for joining us.